0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Jamie and this is blog talk radio and CG body talk and today we are going to be um, moving on from continuing from what we talked about last week with phase three and the stabilization phase the muscle building phase and I wanted to touch a little bit on phase four which is um, also a real big part of the anxiety process for most PGG dieters and we need process or are ready to complete the process, because what happens now when we go back to normal eating, and what does that look like? So I wanted to give you some, some easy tips to follow in the process of kind of going back to life as normal and what that looks like, and ultimately you're the, you'll, you'll be the one that determines what that looks like, but uh, Jay and I have some tips that can help you implement the process and get a little bit more comfort when it comes to actually uh, eating for life. Um, And that's the goal. Is that no one wants to be on a diet um, indefinitely, or fear weight gain indefinitely? And uh, with this protocol, the goal is to reset the hypothalamus gland, cure the obesity disorder, and and allow you to go back to normal. But we want to know what that looks like, and so we're going to try and paint a picture for you today of what that looks like, and um, and let you know that it doesn't need to be as scary as, as as it may seem. So without further ado, what I want to briefly discuss is, um, you know, carbohydrates. That seems to be the buzzword. During phase three, we talk about, you know, no, there's no sugar, no starches, uh, which are ideally carbohydrates, and, uh, you know, carbohydrates get a pretty bad rap in the world when it comes, in the world of dieting, but, with, you know, they're actually a very essential part of our diet. They're very necessary. Um, It's not like we we have an option of avoiding them in any way, form, or fashion, Um, but how we implement them back into our system um, can be helpful in in, in completing the stabilization of of the uh, the newly set weight set point and hypothalamus. So I'm going to offer you a little bit of tips on that. And then uh, Jane's going to cover a system that she utilizes on a daily basis that makes it easier for her to maintain her weight, and uh, some of you are going to be willing to, to to do what we do, and some won't. But at least you, at least information is key. You know, once you know you have a choice um, of how to stabilize your weight and keep the weight off for of life, um, you know, you're conscious about it, and you, that means you're making a conscious choice to either do it or not do it, um, which you take responsibility for, and, and you're fine. So. Um, I want to talk a little bit about carbohydrates because not everybody understands or knows what carbohydrates are. And if you do, play with me. If you don't, I just want to give you a brief um, overview of what a carbohydrate is. And basically, carbs. I mean, there are you know there are fruits and vegetables and our pastas and cereals and they come in all different forms and shapes and types and tastes. Um, and some are easier on our bodies than others. And we have what's called simple carbs, which you'll find are our sugary carbs are or, or, or the ones that break down easily, more easily in the body but also can spike our blood sugar and we have what's called complex carbs which actually break down a little more difficultly. They're a little bit more stable in the body and yet the body doesn't react as dramatically to them. Um, they both serve a pur- purpose in our bodies. But they both serve a purpose with our blood sugar and our energy levels and uh, some will say some are worse than others. But in that sense, it really depends on how your body responds to different types of carbs. And so, what we're going to give you is like we gave you in phase three. We gave you kind of a systematic way of increasing your calories, um, gradually introducing your body to the increase of calories. you want to do the same. Give you kind of the same type of formula as far as carb, carbohydrates are concerned, and, and and introducing the sugars and starches back in your body. So you can also kind of get an idea of what foods agree with you and what foods you don't. Um, even, the, even the most finely tuned computer system, if it's overtaxed, if it gets too much of, the, too much of a data request at any given time and overtaxes the system, the server will crash. Um, you look at your body in the same way, that even though you are now have the green light, if you will, to eat whatever you want, if you kind of go from having this routine for the last six weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, three weeks, whatever whatever phase you were on, and suddenly you kind of go crazy and, and dump all of this um, food sources, different type of food sources in your body at the same time, you eventually will, will recreate the same environment that you just fixed. So we're going to offer some tips about that. So with your simple carbs and complex carbs, in essence, all carbs break down into sugar in our body, and our body has to break them down into different sugars in order to assimilate them to provide us energy for our muscles, also to provide our body to to function. Um, So we're going to talk about how we introduce these carbs into the system and what they look like. So kind of briefly said that, you know, if you look at a carb, you want to an idea, a visual idea of a carbohydrate of what they could be. They could be basically your beans, your bread, your pasta, your popcorn, your potato, your cookies, your spaghetti, even yogurts and dairy products could be considered carbohydrates, your fruits. Um, some of, uh, actually fruits and vegetables are considered carbohydrates. And like I said, some are complex and some are simple. And all of them can be good or bad for the body depending on what combination you put them in. It. So, What we did basically is we put together a formula to help you continue the process of stabilizing the body by taking it out another three weeks with this process, still allowing you to enjoy the foods that you are going to want to re-assimilate back into your diet. And there are going to be some foods you're going to choose to eliminate either completely or eliminate most of the time. So when we looked at phase three, we we broke it down to a three-week period 21 days, where in phase in week one you increase your calories to a certain level. Week two you increase your calories to the next level, and then week, week three, you increase your calories to your maximum daily calorie intake um, to give you your 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 your, your specific um, basic meso, meso, basic metabolic rate. Well, in, in uh, we're going to now take it out to week four, five, and six. So look at phase four as another three week way of you to slowly introduce these foods back into your system um, doesn't mean you can't have them, but we're just going to give you a little bit of a formula to help your body stabilize and lock in this new weight set point. So what that looks like, give you a visual. So for example, if you're going to move into uh, week four, which would be now you've, you've done with your phase three stabilization phase, you're now in that first week that you can, you can actually have whatever you want. And you kind of ask yourself, what do I do? Okay, what am I going to have? <laughs> um, our formula that we we're suggesting that may help you is that you basically you're going to implement a new carbohydrate into your um, body on a daily basis, but one every day for seven days. So, for example, the first day out of your stabilization phase, you're now stabilized, and you decide you want to have bread because bread was one of your favorite carbs, then you would basically on Monday or whatever day it was, Monday was your first day of that week, you would have bread with one of your meals. So you'd have your eggs and your bacon and your toast, and that would be your carbohydrate. Every single day, you would would introduce a new carb um, for that week into your diet only in one meal for for that whole day. And basically one meal, suddenly seven new carbs for the first week that you're on the, that you're coming out of the protocol. And the reason for that is to kind of maintain this habit that you've already created over phase, you know, doing phase one and two, either either the 26 day protocol or the 43 day protocol. But we want you to slowly introduce these carbohydrates so you can actually pay attention to how your body reacts. Now one of the suggestions we're going to offer, offer to you is that you've now had this habit of weighing yourself every morning um, while on protocol. And this is a habit that Jay and I have not let go ever since we finished the protocol. So that means that we weigh ourselves, we do the same routine every morning, get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, we weigh ourselves, and we kind of, it's kind of a way of checking in to see how our diet was the previous day. Well, by introducing a different carbohydrate now to your body that you've been off of for several weeks into your body on a daily basis, by maintaining this, this this ritual, if you will, you'll also be able to see how the different combinations of fruits and sugars and carbs are going to be reacting to your body so you know if you have a predisposed sensitivity to a certain carbohydrate, you can constantly choose to now monitor that or write it down so you know that this is not something you want to have in your diet on a daily basis. Uh, we've found that most people that... that that found themselves gaining later or knocking their new newly set weight set point out of whack basically was a repetitive behavior over a short period of time that shocked the system, which what which, that which looks like basically is, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, you have a, you're having sushi one day, and then you're having, you're eating at another restaurant the next day, having, you know, bread and pasta, and then, you know, two days later you're having something else and it's another combination of carbs, and all of a sudden you're, you're, bombarding the body with all these different uh, highly fat or highly caloric food groups at too quick of a time. So week one, one carb, one meal, uh, different carb a day, monitoring your your weight the next day to see if your weight altered in any way from what you had the day before. Um, And that will allow you to kind of get a checklist immediately of what your body is sensitive to. So quickly in week two, you would now take um, – you would have now two different carbs in the same day but not in the same meal. Now, don't worry about if – you're, if you're driving, or if you're somewhere where you can't write this stuff down, you'll be able to – I'll give you a, a way you to access this podcast and be able to uh, listen to it at your leisure at a, another time, write it down. This is also in our book written down in, in chronological order to explain it there as well. But So week, now this is week two or your week – five, if you will, um, that you are going to now introduce two different carbohydrates in one day in your in your meal plan. So for example, breakfast you have your toast again and for lunch or dinner you decide to have a baked potato. You now decide to have a complex, you know, complex carb and a simple carb in the same day, but not combine them in the same meal. And the reason for that is that usually the highest level of sensitivity for most people when it comes to carbs is the combination combining the two in a meal. So it's really important that while your body has been off of this for a very long time that you slowly reintroduce it to the simple sugars and complex sugars. So for your next seven-day period, you would introduce different carbohydrates or different food choices that fit into that category that you haven't been able to have or you thought you would miss or you want to try or enjoy, but you would not put them together in the same day but not in the same meal. And guess what you can, I'm sure you can guess what's happening on week three is that you're going to now start combining these carbohydrates in the same meal within the same day. So now what would that look like? Example for breakfast, you're having, you having are decide you want to have oatmeal, a couple of eggs, and two pieces of toast, you're actually having two starchy carbs in the same meal in the same day, but now you're actually, once again, monitoring your weight the next morning to see how your body reacted. Now, for me, I found out by doing this that I had a propensity or a sensitivity to uh, potatoes, that they were ba- basically my body reacted um, Relatively, not dramatically, but it reacted to re- eating baked potatoes or sweet potatoes, eating them a lot in co- in a combination. Um, therefore, I won't have baked potatoes or or or, or sweet potatoes often. I also, know that I have my carryover is bread. If I go to a restaurant and we break out the rolls and we say put the rolls on the table, there's a good chance if I have one, I'll have five. So that's kind of, I know that that's why. <laughs> That's my weakness, therefore, I'll know that in week three is when I'll be introducing bread in my diet, depending on what else I'm eating when I'm eating out. So, in a nutshell, all you're doing is being present, paying attention to um, what you're putting into your system, and seeing how your body reacts to you now introducing these these, uh, sugars and starches back into your system. Because I had an email from a young lady yesterday that said, I'm wanting to Actually, say, going to phase four, I have no idea what I'm going to be able to eat. I just want to know if I'm going to ever be able to have ice cream again, if I'm ever going to be able to have cake again, am I ever going to be able to have any of these things again? And the answer is yes. You, that, that's the goal is that you're supposed to be able to have all the things you love, but there are going to be some things you're going to want to take into consideration, and that is portion control, combinations of foods, and also we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, um, carb cycling, which is kind of what comes after how Jane, how Jane lays out her day as far as um, her calorie intake and what food she's going to be able to enjoy based on thinking about it ahead of time. So, yes, you can enjoy the foods that you, that you love. You will be making different choices. and Like anything else, I mean, obviously, if you, if you combine, you know, a, a series of fatty foods day in and day out, you're going to you're going to unravel everything you've done in the process, but you've also learned over these weeks, you know, Simeons, Dr. Simeon was, was no fool by interest of in imagination. It was a very intelligent way of having a systematically create a habit of eating, you know, your five or six vegetables a day, your fruits and vegetables in combination, your lean proteins. You had a very clean diet. And what happens to most of us after we go through this process, we enjoy that clean diet, and it's almost, it is very difficult to, to consciously implement you know, uh, some of these high fat, high sugary processed foods back into our diet. And if you're like me, even like me, there's certain things that want to open the door. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, you know, feeding a crack at, you know, crack at attic a pipe. I mean, it's like some things I know I need to stay away from, um, pretty much indefinitely because it's just, I just have a, a real high sensitivity to them. And that really is a food addiction to some of these, some of these foods. It kind of sparks something in our, in our our, you know, in our brains that says, oh, my God, I remember what this felt like, and we start kind of binging on it again. So being present being conscious is one of the things you want to think about. Does anyone want to talk about your, your, how you handle your schedule and your program to use? You've got to over here too far away. So Jamie's going to talk to you about uh, software that she uses uh, to help her track her foods and kind of her system of how she does it.
0: I used to use SparksPeople.com, and then I found um, MyFitnessPal.com, and I have an iPhone, so they also have apps for, for both programs. I like MyFitnessPal.com because it has a lot more uh, food choices that are already in the system. It calculates your calories. It calculates your carbs, your fats, and your proteins. So when I get up in the morning, I do, like Colin said, we have a routine, and I get up and um, weigh myself and then come up and make my coffee and go to my computer and go to myfitnesspal.com, and I put in what I anticipate my meals are going to be for the whole day. That way, it will calculate if I have more calories that I can intake or if I have to exercise moderately or vigorously, depending on how I feel. Um, The program, when you set it up, you'll put in all your personal information and then it will calculate for you how many calories that it suggests that you use up to maintain a certain goal weight. Um, Again, I anticipate what my meals are, put them in, calculate my calories, I usually work out five days a week, and you can add up more calories that you can burn when you exercise, which is great. And sometimes I don't feel like working out or I feel tired. However, I'm a little bit more hungry than usual, or I want that little piece of dark chocolate, and I know my butt's going to either be walking or running or spinning or something just so I can burn that extra calorie. And it seems to work for me. I don't have any anxiety about um, what I can eat or what I can't eat because I've already planned it out for the day, and that works for me. So touch
1: on that a little bit more. So I don't know if you guys caught that, but, like, for example, if she can go, I'm going to have frozen yogurt tonight, I plan on having frozen yogurt tonight, or I plan on having sushi tonight, or I plan on having chocolate tonight, or whatever the case may be, and plug in that information ahead of time, and therefore it, it, it guides you through the day. Okay, well, guess what? I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have to do a 30-minute you know, walk this afternoon or go jogging three miles, um, you know, and I can have whatever I want, or you can actually take that into the next day. and That's what we're talking about, the carb cycling. In other words, if you have a day of indulgence, you can counteract that day of indulgence the following day by having a more moderate calorie intake, for the day, so you indulge and you had you went to a birthday party. You had the cake, you had the chips, you had all the food. They had the birthday party, the alcohol, the drinks, what have you. Um, but now the next following day, you can actually alter your diet ahead of time to know that this is how much exercise I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to cut my calories down to to offset the excess that you did the day before. And you, want, do you have anything else? For you? Uh, I
0: there are d- there are days that I want. I know that we're going out and we're going to have sushi. And granted, that could be a lot of rice for some or, and or it could be a lot of sodium. I take or we take our bracts, amino acids, to the sushi bar. And we use that versus uh, low-sodium soy sauce, and it's better, it's better for me. But when I go, when I know I'm going to eat sushi for the day, and it may not be the healthiest choice, but it works for me, and like I said, it, you guys got to play and figure out what works for you and what you're willing to do. And because I enjoy sushi so much, I'm willing to have an apple for, for breakfast, have an apple for lunch, possibly one between lunch and dinner because I know I'm eating sushi, and do I definitely do an exercise during the day, during those three apples that I have, knowing that I'm going in. And I'm going to eat. I'm not going to go, oh, maybe not this one. No, I know I'm going in there and I'm going to eat.
1: Whatever you want. Yeah. So I mean, we may seem a little bit more disciplined than you're willing that you want to be. And we're not saying that it's necessary for you to be this, this disciplined or to one extreme or the other. But what we, are, what we are suggesting is being conscious. What happens is that most of us have got to where we are and we're on this journey now because we got to the point of being unconscious. It's basically eating and reacting and picking things and, and, and eating out or whatever it is, and not really paying attention to what's going on until we go, oh crap. Now, you know, I talk about that, you know, that oh shit moment where you're going, now what have I done? And, and, you know, the road back is always challenging. It's, it's very hard to get geared up, to get inspired, to go drop another 20 pounds. So what is the worst of two evils? Being conscious now and living a conscious life. We're not talking about an overanalyzed life, but a conscious life. And what suddenly was, what seems like is drudgery becomes actually a daily habit. If you think about the process that you went through just with the HG diet and having to think about what you're going to have for lunch, what you're going to have for um, dinner, and when you're going to eat, you have to stay conscious about that process. Some of you had to even prepare your foods in advance in order to prepare them to travel to work or or to have them ready for you when you got home from work, and you were conscious. All we're saying is transitioning that that level of consciousness into your daily life, not necessarily having to be as um, scheduled, but if you implement a certain level of consciousness, you're going to stay on track. And The one thing that you absolutely implement is the daily weighing of yourself every morning, you can't help but ignore your choices from the day before. We have a coaching uh, student that was talking about this. She's redoing her phase that she talked about when she gained her weight back because she got afraid to get on the scale. She didn't want to get on the scale because she didn't want to deal with the, the results or the consequences of the choice the day before. Now, you know if you're being afraid to get on the scale or you don't want to look at, you don't want to take responsibility for what the choices you make. What happens is is that you end up having to take responsibility for those choices later, but the journey is a lot harder to travel. So I like the road less traveled, and that's just basically by maintaining the same habits you've now created on a daily basis. You get up, you're on the schedule, you did. And if you have an excess or you go out partying, yeah, I'm going to go out partying and either prepare for it ahead of time like Jenny does. I'm not as... as, uh, as uh, strict as she is when it comes to having apples, you know, throughout the day. Well, I'm not going to have sushi, but I do cut my calorie intake and my choices of foods, knowing, preparing for that, to enjoy that meal. and know that we're going to, I know that I'm going to have my sake and my beer and my and, and my rolls and everything I want. And I'm probably going to walk out of there relatively stuffed. But the point is that I've already prepared for it and I and rarely have to pay the price the very next day because of the fact that we prepared for it ahead of time. So you have the choice either to, Either do it before or do it after, but doing something to stay present about your food choices is really going to keep you healthy, keep you thin, and keep you, and keep your waistline, um, within that, uh, you know, within that two pound range or whatever range you're going to give yourself. Now, another thing that Janie does that I commend her for that I am also not as disciplined <laughs> is that if Janie, Janie has chosen for herself personally to maintain the two pound ratio on the in, on the upside that she that she had from phase three as her daily barometer for her weight gain. For life. I mean, for life. I give myself a five pound range, she gives herself a two pound range. The obviously a two pound range is safer than a five pound range because five pounds you kinda of go, oh well what's six? You know, two is like a wet number where you kinda of know you've kind of gone you've gone overboard the day before. Five pounds is because you gone overboard a couple of days in a row or for the week you got overboard. And it's just a, a, you, create a, you create more bad habits by letting it stretch out. But I want to let her explain to you kind of what her ritual is. or Like I said, this is what works for us guys. It's not saying that you need to be fanatical. Some of you guys are probably going, well, what the hell? I don't want to live my life like this. But think of the alternative. You don't want to live your life the way you're, where you're coming from right now. This is more despair for you right now than actually trying to maintain your weight. And um, so I just want to explain that to
0: you. Can you explain what?
1: Explain what you do when you when you feel like you've gone outside of your range. You're, you do your, your apple day and you kind of.
0: Oh, I go, I go back to the yeah, video. Pretty much, I go back to what phase three is all about. And that's no sugar, no starch. And I do an apple day. It seems to work. Even, you know, I'm, I'm done with all the phases and I'm just living my life. And that apple day seems to work for me. It, it cleans me out or whatever. And within 48 hours, I'm back to the weight that I need to that I feel that I would like to be. And again, my maximum is two pounds, and I will not go over that two pounds. I've been bouncing around most of my life with my body weight, and I would rather do the diligence within a 24 to 48-hour span versus a six-week protocol. It seems <laughs> it's easier for me. It's easier. So calorie counting is, for me is the key. It may not be for you, but it is for me. And another thing that I really like about this Fitness Pal, um, myfitnesspal.com, is I put my own recipes in there. So I make my chili. Well, I can create my recipe, given all the ingredients I put in it, how many servings that it's going to have, and it will calculate my calories uh, for a serving. So a, a bowl of chili, which is about two cups, it's about 150 calories for me. And um, I put in all my my raw food desserts or whatever it is I want to put in there. And it, it's re- it really works for me. It's a great tool for me.
1: And what she liked about that software, which was so phenomenal, is two two really important things that I know that she was raving about that I liked. Cause I am not someone who likes to track, to search and put in there, and find how I many eggs, what have you. Well, what's really cool about this zipper software, which is free to everybody, and actually it doesn't it just come on iPhone. I have a, I have a Droid, um, the HTC Droid, and I have the same software available to me, and it's also online. Um, but what's cool about it is almost almost every product, like we shop, at, we shop at Whole Foods, we shop at Costco, we shop at Vons, and we can actually put in their product um, brand, and it'll actually pull up the brand with all of its ingredients, all of its calories, all of its fat and protein choices, all that kind of stuff, so it really isn't about having to recreate the wheel. And what Janie really loves about it, because she creates a lot of different recipes, and our goal is to create so many different recipes that so we still get to enjoy all the things we love, but have them be a better, healthier choice than buying them processed. So she makes her own chocolate and makes her own you know, dessert dishes, and it allows her to put in the ingredients that she's using to create the dish, so it automatically calculates the calories and calculates the level of protein grams and carbohydrates and sugars, um, which you used to have to do it manually, which was a pain in the butt. It actually so she can make her chocolate dessert, and we know exactly how many grams of protein and how many carbs we'll have. And know really why that's important for me, because on the bodybuilder side, trying to keep muscle and build muscle, you know, knowing how many grams of protein and carbs I'm taking in on a daily basis helps me maintain helping you to grow muscle where I want to grow muscle and lose fat where I want to lose fat. For people who are trying to build muscle um, and, and have the, you know, the rule is you want to have it anywhere from a gram to a gram and a half a day of protein, you know, no one wants to take a pen for paper and calculate all that on daily basis. Bodybuilders do that because that's their business. That's their job. Their bodies are their source of income. Therefore, they're very diligent in tracking their calories and their protein intake. But for the average person, who just wants to work out and build muscle and look good, you don't want to spend hours calculating these these things. So by just putting in what you ate, you can look at it on the screen or your phone and it'll tell you, okay, I've had had 200 grams of protein. Well guess what, I'm right where I need to be as far as my protein intake for the day, and my carbs and my sugars and what have you. So this is just a tool that we use that's a free software that anybody can get access to that you can do on your iPhone or on on your smartphone or on your computer. It allow you to easily keep track of what you're eating. That I means if you're eating at work, and I know we I used to work in a, in a corporate office in a mortgage business, where we went downstairs to the little deli downstairs, and you grab a you know a bag of chips, or you grab a can of pop, or some milk, or whatever the case may be, and trying to track that or keep that keep a track of that was you know it wasn't impossible, but it was more time than I wanted to spend. So those of you that are in a situation where you have you're grabbing foods from different sorts, even restaurants, you can actually put in your food choice, your dish in this thing, and it will tell you exactly how many calories you took in. And if you know what your goal is for the day, because we talked about that in phase three, what your what your um, maximum calorie intake is for you to maintain your weight, given the exercise level that you're implementing on a daily basis, you will know clearly if you're within your range or if you're high or you're low. And what's kind of cool, a lot of times Daniel will go near the end of the night, you go, I have 600 calories. Uh, um, available to me today. We're like, okay, well, we're we going to have some frozen yogurt, yogurt, some you know, whatever, a, a dessert, and we walk down the street and we get a yogurt, and we pile on whatever you want to pile on because we know
2: well, we I pile on. I take my
1: own chocolate. She's made it the other time it tastes like wax. for But, uh, it does, really, compared to her chocolate. But we basically, when you look at the yogurt, it's like 14, 15 ounces of frozen yogurt with the chocolate on top and the whole nine yards, and, you know, no one would walk by us and think we want to die. So, we're saying that we've definitely found ways to implement living life in a way that we can enjoy the foods we, we love and still not feel restricted, but also know when to draw the line. So that's the Because I'm going to I'm going to ask something else, and we're going to, we're going to open the lines for questions in about two, three minutes.
0: You can also use this for your Phase 2 and your Phase 3. I have a recipe um, I have recipes that are just HCG recipes, so I can calculate my in my chili or my curry, chicken curry, and it just it puts it in there for me. Another thing that I like about this program, MyFitnessPal.com, is there are notes that you can put at the bottom, and I journal. I like to know how I'm feeling that day, um, what's going on with me that day. I journal everything from my, my body to my emotions to my spirituality. I journal everything. You don't have to, but I, I utilize that tool as well. Tool. Tool. Exercise. I love putting in the exercise as, as as well. They have spinning. They have cycling. They have stationary bikes. They have walking. They they have all the different exercises that you would do. And what it does is it calculates however many calories that you have burned. It gives you those calories in your in your food um, back. So I'm say I take in thirteen hundred. My calorie count for the day is thirteen hundred, and I go run or 40 minutes, that's for at least 400 calories, I got 1,700 calories, and it adds that back in for me, which I really love. Yeah, so that's, that way
1: you can actually know that you can have the, adult, the guilt-free indulgences that you want to have. You want to go have a cocktail with your girlfriend, or you want to have a couple beers with guys, or have a slice of pizza, or go have, you'll have a birthday party. It's guilt-free stuff. The guilt is what drives us. Crazy in the first place when we have these food choices, and, and if you stay conscious and you actually kind of implement some of these technologies and tools, or you know a system that you can actually enjoy every day eating and have a guilt-free eating, which is really what the process is about. We want to get rid of all the negative feelings around food and actually have it be in, something you embrace and enjoy on a daily basis, and not have it be not have it be your you know your master, but have it be a tool that you actually utilize for health and for life. So. We hope some of these tips will help you in your journey to maintaining your weight. And like I said, it's information. It's information you may not have had five minutes ago or 20 minutes ago, but it does give you an option to um, implement something that's going to make you feel more comfortable on a daily basis of the type of foods you're able to enjoy and not feel like you're paying the consequence of ultimate fat gaining or weight gaining in the long run. So what I'm going to do... Um, if you if listen to the instructions and when you dial in, how to ask a question, I'm going to open open up the line. Um, there is a hand up, but it may be an accidental hand. But I believe you have to, you could push uh, line one or uh, number one on the phone to uh, put your hand up in case you have some questions. I'm going to open the line. So I'm going to call out your um, your area code first, um, and then your first three your telephone number, so you'll know who I'm talking to. Um, and so. Your hand is up. I'm going to assume it's up intentionally. (laughs) So the first caller that's on the air is uh, air code 678, and your 8888 is your 887 is your first part of your number. Do you have a question?
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, I would like to know, uh, on this uh, 500-calorie diet, I'm on phase two. Uh,
0: Uh Can I
2: be uh, counting the calories, because? Uh, just like if I uh, get a pack of spinach, it only uh, the whole container might only have 20. So if, if I had 100 grams of grilled chicken, that might be 100 calories. Then that means that I got about maybe five containers of uh, raw spinach to eat. If I cook it, it's about uh, a cup of uh, a spinach cooked is about 46, about 46 uh, calories. Uh-huh. So do I, should I be measuring, uh, counting calories, or should I just, you know, maybe get a big handful of spinach or maybe have a, uh, a half a cup of spinach? Some people say that you should yeah. have about a cup of, of vegetables. But the counting yeah, the yeah, calories, weight, yeah. you get more food than what other people, I hear other people saying that they are getting. So yeah, I do know answer. exactly what my 500 calories is on this phase, two, but I'm losing weight.
1: Okay, let me answer that question for you. Um, the easiest way for you to uh, you don't have to worry about counting calories per se. The only thing you need to really be concerned about is weighing your protein portions to make sure you have the correct portions for the type of protein you're having. I say the rule of thumb for your vegetable combinations is to have a handful of a handful of vegetable or any particular vegetable Now on protocol, we recommend mixing vegetables. you can actually have a salad, you can actually have you know uh, you know your asparagus and you know, cucumbers in the same meal. So we we mix vegetables, but every per, every person's perfect portion for you is your own handful. So if you grab a handful of spinach, that's a good portion for you. If you want to have a handful of asparagus, that's a good portion for you. But the one thing you must weigh is your protein choice of the day to make sure you're within the right measurement of that protein. So as far as having to count your your vegetables are concerned, um, you don't have to worry about that. As long as you have the allow the right amount of fruits for the day a handful of vegetables for the day and the right protein um, measurement. You'll always be within your, within your calorie count for the day.
2: Okay, so the protein is 100 grams of protein. And, I, and I've been doing the chicken, uh, the, uh, the grilled chicken, you know, the white meat skinless, and halibut fish, and uh, I do sirloin steak. And okay. I measure 100 grams.
1: Right. Now, that's the Simeon's guideline is 100 grams
2: of uh, protein. i tell, I tell you, uh, we, some days I have gone, oh, for the meat, I have gone over the 100 grams because I was a little extra hungry, so I just went over a little bit. Maybe I might well, have had okay. 115 or 125 grams instead of the 100 grams. All right, let me ask you a question then real I quick cut that, But then I cut that down to 100. That was just for a few days. Okay. But I've been losing about a half a pound. I've been averaging about a half a pound a day. Some days I weigh the same thing, Ma'am? and then I'm, I'm I'm moving right along. I'm only averaging about a half a pound a day. Or sometimes uh, it ma- might let be more. Hello, 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 hello.
1: Okay, I have you. Gotta give me a chance to answer your question, and then I'm I have take another caller. Okay, I'd love to hear the whole story, but I have other people on the line, so I just want to answer your question, and then I'm gonna I move on to another caller. So quickly, I'm gonna answer your question, and what that looks like is that I have a chart on my website at acgbodyforlife.com that will give you the protein portion, I mean, the measurements for every single protein out there because not all proteins weigh the same. Therefore, 100 grams of fish will not give you the same amount of protein as 100 grams of chicken. So if you go to my, if you go to my website, acgbodyforlife.com and go to the food choices, you will see a, a PDF form that you can download and print out on your computer that will give you the right, the correct measurements for every single protein choice allowed on the protocol. Okay? That way, you're...
2: uh,
1: ATGBodyForLife.com. Okay? Okay. Thanks so much for your question. Let me go to another caller. Next person, put your hand up, please. Um, Let's see. I'll close this. Just hit uh, either, I think, the pound sign or the number one sign. I never called in, so you guys let me know. which one is? but I'm going to, otherwise I have to open the lines in general, there's like a ton of people on the call, so I don't want people talking me over themselves, so does anyone else have a question, otherwise I didn't need to, to shorten the question for the other lady, ah, here we go, uh, let's see, you're uh, 847-583, you're on the air.
3: Hi, uh, this is Wendy, I'm from Chicago, and Hi, I actually have, uh, how you doing, Okay, I have a couple of questions. I don't know if you prefer for me to just kind of throw them out at you. I just I emailed you the other day. I ordered your course, and you sure. were really nice about just responding very quickly. Um, anyway, my first question is: uh, before starting the protocol, I I lost um, I'd have to say about 30 pounds on my own. I mean, I've always exercised. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, so I I was insulin resistant. And I was just having a hard time losing weight. But I followed, you know, just really strict, um, you know, just eating healthy. But once I reached uh, 30 pounds of weight loss, I kind of just plateaued. So then that's when I decided to get onto the HCG protocol. Um, So I lost so far about 15 pounds. I'm on phase two. And I exercise um, every day, six days a week. But now my blood pressure, which has always been normal, I'm now at like 89 over 68, so it's on the low side, and that kind of concerns me. My pulse, my heart rate is about 50 to 52, and I'm not, by any means, I'm not an athlete. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I exercise, but I think that's a little bit low. So that's kind of the first part of uh, my question, so I don't know if I'll address that.
1: Well, I, I, I can only address that from my opinion because I'm not a medical doctor, but my, my first question to you is your, your blood pressure is, for someone who comes from, a high, from having high blood pressure, to me that's due to my ears, but, but not, not, it may not be for everybody. So my question is, do you feel, do you feel not well with your blood pressure? Being not
3: healthy? at all. Not at all. I have no symptoms whatsoever.
1: Okay, and is your blood pressure normally, is it just normal or is it high? I mean, have you ever had well, any normal.
2: kind
4: of... I mean, it's always it's, ten I, I over,
3: over eighty, so it's always been normal.
1: Right. Well, I'm saying that you're you're your athletic. The fact that you're being athletic and the fact that you're losing weight is usually a, a perfect combination for reduced blood pressure. I'd only be concerned if you were actually feeling weak and tired. And and um, I know for me, for example, when I was on my blood pressure meds and being on this diet and my blood pressure went to normal, by me putting the medication still in my system, I felt not well because my blood pressure was now being synthetically forced way too low, below, below normal. When I stopped the meds and my blood pressure was able to stabilize where it was now perfect, but it still was lower than it had been for 20 years, I felt fine. So I would be concerned if you were feeling lousy, but the fact that you're exercising and you're feeling great. My wife has naturally low blood pressure as well, numbers like you're calling right now. That's her normal blood pressure. Um, and she's, she's, a, she's like a, I would say she's athletic at, at, at any stretch of the imagination. So um, if you're really concerned about it, I would say obviously call your doctor, but it sounds like you're feeling great, and yeah, it's just just a, you know, a good consequence of a healthy diet and losing weight.
3: Okay, um, the other thing, if I can quickly just ask, um, I went to have a, an x-ray for kidneys, to see if I had kidney stones, cause, which I had from before, and uh, the results came back where, I mean, this, I don't mean to sound disgusting or anything, but I've, I've been eliminating every day, but apparently I've got school that was blocking my renal area. So I'm thinking, you know, I, I could be constipated without feeling constipated because I am going right. to the bathroom every day. So w- is, it, is it all right to take uh, like an X-Lax in Phase two, and not eat that, same, that day and just to kind of clear out your system?
1: Well, I, I, once again, I'll answer that. This is based on, on, on me and my personal opinion. But it, one of the known side effects of, of ATG is constipation. And some people, like I did, I thought constipation meant you just don't go to the bathroom. And you'll know it after three days of not being able to go to the bathroom. Got considered being constipated, but actually constipation can manifest itself in this protocol by you eliminating every day, but still not eliminating completely um, all of the stool that's there. And people kind of minimize it because they go, "Well, I'm not really eating that much food, so maybe this is about as little as I need to." And what happens? You find out if you do take a laxative. Like for me, I recommend that on this protocol, regardless if you're actually going you know, if you're going to the bathroom but it doesn't seem like there's a huge volume, every five days implement some sort of um, external source, either a dieter's tea or I, I choose X-lax as my choice. Um, and I find that all of a sudden you, there's a, a huge volume of backup there that I didn't expect to be there. And I also notice that there'll be a, a you know a relatively significant drop in weight over that next day period. So to answer your question, I would recommend that. Now, because you have medical issues and you have blockages and things that are beyond my scope, you know, that's also something that I would think that if you have concern to talk to your doctor about. But as far as this protocol is concerned and, in effect, that comes from using ATG, constipation, or limited um, uh, bowel movements seems to be one of, those, one of those side effects.
3: So do you shouldn't eat the day that you take the Exlax, or can you just, I mean, no, should eat, you have some type of electrolytes? Like a Gatorade, so you don't become completely dehydrated.
0: No, I recommend you eat.
1: You eat normally because we're not talking about. I mean, you're talking about a you know stool softener. You're going to take at night and next morning. You're going to eliminate same time as you normally would eliminate, and it just may be better if you want better elimination. But I have not personally okay. changed my diet because of the, because of taking the last of it. Okay.
3: Okay. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for your question. I appreciate it um let's see okay, next question we have uh what the time like we have thirteen minutes um push push the I don't know which one. i somebody would tell telling what it was actually i'm asked um wendy wendy what what the, did you push one or did you push um um the pound sign to get your hand up
3: it's it's one
1: it's one thank you appreciate it. So if you want to get another question or something to add to that, can you put just tons of you guys on the line here? I can see you. So um, if you have any questions, now the time to, to answer them. You can kind of go back over anything we talked about as far as Phase 4 is concerned. And ironically, I'm surprised there's a lot of people on the call because it seems like Phase 4, a lot of people don't really want to deal with Phase 4 until they get close to it. So last time we talked about dealing with Phase 4, there, was, uh, there wasn't as many people on the call um, so I'm kind of glad to see that everybody people are starting to take, you know, to kind of look a little bit into the future and kind of go, okay, well, let's get some tools to deal with this. So no other questions. We're just going to recap here quickly and then we'll we'll end the call so you guys can have dinner and whatever it is you're going to have. And if you have a question, just pop your hand up and I'll stop what I'm saying and we'll deal with that question. But I think I can see everybody. I hope I can see everybody. Um so anyway, we talked about just being conscious. Keeping your, keeping your, maintaining your your daily ritual, of weighing yourself. Um, we also recommend when you travel that you take a a scale with you. Dan uh, and I bought a traveler scale, which is a very lightweight scale, very thin. Oh, there's a, there's a hand went up. So hold on a second. Um, you're on the air. Six four six two four four. Oh hi,
2: my uh, name's Roger. Roger from uh, New York. So um, I. Actually, hi, similar to the question
1: of uh, the lady just before, so actually I suffer from colitis and I'm on day three of uh, phase two, I already lost three pounds, so happy about that, but, but um, concerning the colitis, I'm kind of concerned because actually my bowel movements are like two a day and uh, I'm just wondering, am I going to be all right with, with uh, HCC protocol? You know what, you guys, with the, you know, when it comes to the medical questions, I'm not a doctor, so I really can't answer it. All I know is that in all the research that I've done with this protocol, I've looked, I'm not somebody here just bringing you just, you know, all the pleasantries. I've looked for everything positive, negative. You know, obviously I have a family, and I, my kids have been on this protocol, and I've looked for everything I could find that would be negatively affect the, the body. And because of this hormone, this naturally hormone that's found in our bodies anyway, it's not like it's a foreign substance. And it doesn't seem to cause any major reactions or interactions with with any, any of these major problems that you guys are mentioning. But therefore, but I'm once again, I'm not a medical doctor, so to give you medical advice would be very irresponsible of me. I only can tell you that in my personal opinion on this protocol. And I've done it, you know, a few times over the last few years. My family members and I've talked to hundreds of people that have done this protocol. Um, I haven't heard of anyone personally or in or in different or you know outside of my realm of, of influence have had any major setbacks or problems when it comes to do, doing this protocol. But once okay, again, I, I really, unfortunately, I'd love to ask that for you, but I don't have the expertise to ask that for you.
2: Yeah. Hey, Roger. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. But another thing, you know, there's, you know, the Internet's a beautiful thing. And, and and the same thing is that when I get these questions from you guys, all I end up doing when I get off the phone is I start researching to find, you know, to find out if there's anything that, that I can that I can see out there that has, you know, to have a problem or any kind of reaction or any kind of data or feedback. Because I also, I want to know. Even though I don't feel comfortable giving you the answer, I definitely want to know. At least i like to be able to tell you where you can go and find the answer um, with this protocol. But one thing that's, that's uh, really important that you want to read is that Dr. Simeon's, uh, in his original protocol, he, co- he covers a great deal of ailments um, that he studied and researched while he was doing this protocol and what the effect of this protocol was on these ailments like diabetes and heart disease and gout and, and all kinds of stuff um, that may answer your question if you have not read the original protocol, which you also can find on our website at atgbodyforlife.com. you have something that- And if
0: they have their doctor OK or whatever the input that the doctor recommends, please email us and let us know what the doctor
1: says. So we can give we can have that information as well. Right. if you do ask doctor J or if you don't, we can hear her because she's on the other side of the room, but if you do ask your doctor and you do get some feedback or he gives you whatever the response is good or bad or has an opinion regarding your particular um ailment, um, please email us so we can actually post that in our blog. And post it on our on our on our website because someone else may have that same uh, question. We we want to be an information source, guys, to help you get through this protocol and reshape your bodies and live a healthy life. That is that is our reason for being here. And in your success, your success is our success. And so if you find that information that that that, that pertains to you personally. Um, please let us know the answer to that, so um, and we can actually post that in, a, in an anonymous blog. We don't get the use name, but at least we can have personal, you know, one-on-one information from some of you guys that, that have asked the question and got the answer. Um, so we really, really appreciate that feedback. And um, let's see what we have. Time wise. are right, about seven minutes left. And I don't see if anybody else has any questions. Um, otherwise, we're going to close out the show. And one thing I mean, I really appreciate you guys. Um, here, oh, this is a new one. Oh, wow, here we go. I think, um, I don't tell. Let me see. 313-467. Did you already get
0: you late? No, not yet. I just uh, chimed in a little late. Um, I had a question about uh, uh, women and their menstrual cycle. I noticed that um, I've only been on it for... Uh, 20-something days, so with my cycle coming up, I've um, just been at a standstill. it's just been a little challenging, and the cravings um, really kick in and um, the HCG doesn't seem to crave that. And then my second question is, when you do lose uh, an area such as your thighs or buttocks, does cellulite uh, disappear Is because that's kind of fat pockets. So um, have you had experience or other people that um, may have lost in fatty areas and the cellulite seems to go away?
1: You yeah, know? I'm going to yes. Uh, yes, yes and yes. But we'll let Janie at least tackle the first one and the second one if she wants.
0: Um, when I did the protocol the very first time, I was on the 43-day um, cycle, which would tell you that I had my period um, during the cycle. And what happened to me, my own experience, I definitely had the cravings, and chocolate is a big one for me. So that was a um, challenge. And what I have created is you get, on our protocol, you we, we give you two teaspoons of coconut oil. And the chocolate that I make is coconut oil and cacao powder and um um, maple syrup, but instead of the maple syrup, I put the stevia in there. So I allotted my two teaspoons of, of coconut oil, the cacao powder, and the stevia, and I came up with the chocolate. So I gave myself that um, to crave that one craving. And also I was at a standstill. So it's not that I gained or I lost, but I was at a standstill for probably a couple, two, three days. And, okay. Um, if you're at a standstill, even when you're around your period for more than for three days or more, I still encourage you to do the apple day or the steak day. I personally do the apple day because I don't do well with steak. It clogs me up. And I like to eat during the day. So I had my five, six apples. So I encourage you, if you are going to gain more than three pounds, then even when you're going to be on your period, do the apple day. Okay. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah, but so, so, and to add to that, basically, that the feedback that I've gotten from many women is that, that your body does seem to stall out during, during the week of your period, um, and just to know that ahead of time is going to happen to alleviate the panic and stress that comes along with that. I know it's going to happen, but I can tell you that once your period passes, the, the water weight will come off and the scales start moving again, but to ensure that you're not confused, especially when you've been in the protocol late, you're getting your period late for the protocol, like 20-something days, to make sure you're not confusing a, an, an actual stall with the stall that comes with your period. That's why Jane said, you know what, three days are the same weight, regardless if it's period time or not period time, do an apple day or steak day to make sure that once you come out of it, you've broken the plateau and you move on to your weight loss.
0: Does it matter how many ounces the steak is for the steak and uh, tomato or steak and apple day?
1: While on the protocol, we recommend a mini State day, not a full-blown steak that you would implement in Phase 3. Phase 3, there is really no limitation on the size of the steak. Obviously, you know, eating a 3-pound steak is probably be pretty tough for anybody, but on okay. the, on Phase 2, you want to have a relatively reasonable-sized steak. But I would say a 7-ounce steak would be a reasonable size. Okay. steak. Okay. okay. And then you have and the second question about your cellulite that we did notice is by mean, knows within herself that you know a lot of the cellulite because it is it is abnormal fat stores, did go away and the smooth the, the skin smoothed out tremendously.
2: Okay.
1: Cellulite is fat and that's what your body your body this protocol is going after all your abnormal fat and liquefying and, and letting it out of your system. So you will see the cellulite and the dimples and all the kind of stuff go away with the process.
2: Okay. Great.
1: Okay, we got three minutes, and I don't know if this one is a new hand or not. Thank you for your question, by the way. Um, but I'm going to just well, I'm going to just check back. I think I think it was eight one three nine two eight. Was this was that um, Roger? Uh,
4: it's actually Derek from Tampa. But oh, Derek, put your that. hands
1: up. You're on the air. You got three I minutes,
4: like, Good. All right. Hey, sorry I'm coming to the call a little late. I'm actually I got a call to to do a job tonight, so I'm kind of on the road. So, hold on, let me take a, from the uh, uh, headset here. Okay. Um, all right, I'm on the end of my first week, phase two. Um, I've actually lost, in the first week, just a little over 10 pounds. Uh, oh, really? So I'm right on track. Um, I heard some – I wanted to at least kind of report back a little bit, a couple of things. Um, first of all, because I heard the calls about the constipation issue – um, uh, I, I actually had it for just, just a little bit, actually. It was kind of like putting a cork through the system, um, doing the, uh, the loading days, the first couple of days. You're going to have to speed up, dude. You only got a minute left, you're going to have to speed okay. up real quick. I did, I did, basically, I did the dieter's drink, and, uh, by the way, the, uh, the, the Bragg's vinegar drink, a couple tablespoons and a tall glass of water three times a day, really, really helped that, and, okay. um... Uh, I, basically, I'm, I'm more checking in than anything. But uh, it's, I had a question last week uh, about Coumadin and the Coumadin issue. Uh, you can be on Coumadin with this diet. They recommend the oral. Uh, but if you are doing the inject, uh, if you are doing the injections while you're on Coumadin on this diet, um, the trick is is you've got to put the injection in extremely slowly. Otherwise, you'll bruise. You'll get bruises that's everywhere you inject it yourself. So
2: uh,
4: no, if you're that's on any sort of anticoagulation protocol. Cool, Derek. Thanks, man. I appreciate that feedback, brother. Um, okay. you got 30 seconds. Thank you. Just real quick. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. Real quick, if you want to hear the playback of this to um, this show, or catch catch it at any time after it's going to be ready in about you know 30 minutes or an hour. You can text um, uh, uh, APG Body Talk to 90210 and it will send you the link uh, to the show. So just like any other text, just text 90210, and in the subject line you put 8 Body Talk, and you'll automatically get a response back with the link um, to the podcast or the show. So you can actually play it back and listen to it on your phone, um, or you'll get the link. You can get forward to the to your email address. So I hope that helps you. Thanks so much, guys, for being on the line. We've got 21 seconds, so I appreciate you. God bless you, and we'll be back next week with uh, something new, I'm sure. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.